Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. For Panther fans who want to keep pounding. For the ones who want an inside look at the vault. This this, this, this is Views is from Midstream. Now, here's your host, Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. The Views from Midstream podcast rolls on if this is your first time listening to the pod or... If you got somebody in your life that's a big Cats fan and they have not yet been inducted into the uh, Views from Mid Street community now is the perfect opportunity. Make sure wherever you get your podcast uh, podcasts on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Apple, iTunes, on Google Play, or for free on the Odyssey app. Make sure wherever you are, you have clicked that little heart icon and signed up for notifications so you know every time we drop another episode of the Views from Mint Street Podcast. And click that little symbol that's like the three dots with like the two lines connecting them, uh, like almost kind of a triangle, but miss it. You know what I'm talking about. Click that, grab the link, and share it around to all of your friends in your social media circle so that we can continue to grow the show. All right. P.J. Walker, 10 of 16, 108, no touches, no picks in that game. Exactly, Lonzo, what I wanted. 16 throws, complete, 10, 11 of them. Don't worry about big plays. Don't worry about touchdowns. Utilize what you have on the outside. Now, I heard the best argument about that that I've heard, which is, Rob, what's the point of having D.J. Moore, Chenault, Shai Smith on the outside, TMJ? What's the point of having these guys on the outside if you're only going to throw the ball 16 times? The point is winning football games, right? Uh, you're going to have a few wide receivers around the league. They're going to be ticked. They're not getting their numbers. Even if you are winning, most guys are going to be happy with the numbers they get if the team is is winning, right? And, and this is our, our formula for winning. Now, you'd like to get to a point that you can grab a QB, whether it's Baker or Sam or CJ or Bryce or Will or whoever, that you can go, okay, we can turn – eight more of those runs into passes because we got a quarterback who can complete those passes. Part of the reason I want to see Baker at Baltimore, right? Part of the reason I want to see Baker at Baltimore. I want to put Baker Mayfield out there in the post Matt rule era. We have seen offensive players who have had a baby renaissance since Matt rule left. PJ Walker was one of them for a couple of weeks. DJ Moore's number TMJ has become arguably our most consistent receiver since the departure. Of Matt Rule, right? Because TMJ wasn't OOU, baby, when Matt Rule was in the house. Now he is, right? Yeah, he couldn't get on the field when yeah. Matt Rule was there. And now all of a sudden, he's one of the most, if not the most consistent wide receiver we have at this point, as TMJ got his 43 through the air last night as well in a night where we completed all of 10 passes, right? Here's what I want to see. Against Baltimore, on the road, 
tough defense. Defense that just punched New Orleans in the mouth last Monday. Against Baltimore, let's see. And we're not going to. PJ's going to start this game. But I'd like to see Baker get another crack. I'd like to see. But I only need one game. I want to see post-Matt Rule era Baker Mayfield. Does he have that same resurgence, right? Does he have the same breakout that TMJ has had, that DJM has had, that uh, PJ has had? Does he have that same kind of step forward that everybody else has had? Because, again, we have seen glimpses of the Baker Mayfield that we traded for on and off throughout the season. What I want to see is, is the Baker who was the first guy to come off the bench and congratulate P.J. when he tossed that should-have-been-game-winner against Atlanta. First guy over there kissing him on the helmet was Baker Mayfield. Last night, after the game was over, Baker is out there giving headbutts to the OL wearing a visor where they're, while they're all still helmeted. Uh, listen, maybe I'm just gullible. Maybe my optimism is getting in the way here. But he absolutely, to me right now, looks like a player who wants to be here, who wants to win, who cares more about winning than himself. I want to put that guy out there. That's the Baker we thought we traded for. I want to put that guy out there, Zoe, in the post-Matt Rule era and see if he is able to have a, a bit of a resurgence like some of the other guys have had. Because if so, now I'm even less worried about getting a top one or two or three draft pick. We are number five right now after the win last night. I don't care if that drops to 13 or 14 if Baker Mayfield has the resurgence. And I understand the argument about don't let him get to 70% of the plays because then the fourth rounder we gave to Cleveland becomes a third rounder and we got to pay him some more money. Guys, if Baker Mayfield comes out, and I'm not saying he will. I'm saying I want to see if he can. But if he comes out and he tears it up, he lights it up, and he is the Baker we thought we traded for, though, then I don't care if we pick third or eighth because now we're not picking a quarterback anymore. We found the guy. We found the guy that brought Cleveland from a 1-15 team when they drafted him to a playoff team two, two, two years later. If Baker can have the resurgence some of these other guys have had, I ain't worried about a high draft. I'm less worried about a high draft pick now because we got the guy. All right, so we've speculated on... Uh, not not wink wink to to Steve Wilkes that maybe he already knows he has a job. What if it's the same thing for Baker? What if he's been reassured that uh, yeah you're not going to get a play as much, but you're you're our guy coming up right now. We're just working on draft picks. Uh, we're going to see what PJ has because it's going to help him because he's probably not going to be here next year. We're going to help him get a job somewhere else. But we love what you're doing. We're going to keep you. We want to keep you here in Carolina. Maybe assurances have been made to him. Maybe that's the reason why he's so positive. Or maybe, possibly, all that stuff that was said by Baker that some people have picked up on, that he's he's a bad guy, he's not a good teammate, all that kind of stuff, maybe that stuff was made up. Uh, maybe Maybe some of it was true. Maybe some of it wasn't. But he seems to be the kind of guy you want on your team. I do want to see him out there and see what he can do. We got a glimpse of it against Cincinnati. And you can downplay it and say, yeah, well, they took some of their guys out. and I was, Whatever. He still came in and, and led to three straight touchdowns. That's the reason why we were so disappointed when we heard that P.J. was uh, going to be starting this game, which ended up being a good choice, I guess. We'll never know. I mean, they won the game. 
Would it have been different if Baker was in there? Would it have been different if uh, if any other quarterback was in there? I don't know. We, we, we don't know. Will he play in Baltimore? If P.J. goes in there and he struggles, I do believe that they won't uh, hesitate to put Baker in there. I do want to see him under those situations. Will we ever see him this year as the starter again? Barring injury, will we see him as a starter again? I'm not so sure we will. Uh, listen, I think there's there's too many moving targets. There's too many variables to say yes or no, right? We can all we can all come up with a prognostication, but I think there's too many variables, right? I think variable one is you know is PJ consistent. We also have to point out though that he put not one but two of those six incomplete passes into the hands of Atlanta Falcons, and we got very lucky they dropped them. Right. There yeah. could have been t- easily that stat line could have been 10 of 16, 108 and two interceptions. And they were on spots on the field, if I recall, which would have been really bad for the Panthers. Yep. And uh, I don't want to say he got lucky, but he's fortunate that it was raining really yep. hard because the ball was slippery and the guys didn't pick those balls. Yeah, up. I genuinely believe if we're in a dome, Atlanta's got two extra possessions and probably from really good field position to punch one in. And make us pay a little bit, all right? So, while I'm fine with the performance we got out of PJ, if you look at the stat line, 10 of 16, uh, 108, no touchdowns, no picks, that stat line, again, could have very easily read uh, 10 of 16, 108, no touches, two picks, and the score could have been shown different because of it. I do not trust PJ Walker. It's no disrespect. Seems like a great kid. Got a lot of hustle, wants to win, but at the end of the day, he just ain't an NFL starting quarterback. The question mark is going to be, if those two picks do happen, is Steve Wilkes going with PJ again next week, right? Those two picks happen and Atlanta punches one more in and it changes the complexion of the game. He goes with PJ. If those two picks both turn into touchdowns and we lose the game. Yeah, he would. Because does he, he go with PJ? Because that's what PJ did against Cincinnati. Right. Now, so so the argument would be yes. I mean, if if those things happen and we lose the game, he goes with PJ just because at that point, now we're definitely tanking, right? If we're two and eight, now we're definitely tanking. But we're not. We're three and seven. We're a game and a half out of the division, and the goal's gonna be to win the division at this point, I think. Question mark is gonna be what happens if against Baltimore, PJ throws those two picks early in the game. And we go to Bake, right? And Baker, by the way, Sam did not dress for that game last night. He was there, he's active, but he did not dress. If he goes to Baker and Baker comes back in and Baker makes the game competitive, throws three touchdowns again, right? Because we're, we're, we're throwing a little bit. And Baker comes in and he's putting the ball on the target, et cetera. Then the question is, do they have an obligation to stick to Baker if we're still in the divisional hunt? Which as of right now, we very much are. We may even be more in it if Seattle can get a win for us this Sunday morning against Tampa Bay. And if they switch to Bake and Bake has a great day, are they willing to sacrifice one round of draft pick, right? Letting that fourth move to a third to Cleveland uh, to keep Baker consistent to see, all right, is that a one-game blitz or is that who Baker Mayfield is without Matt Rule's impact on the offense? There's just so many moving parts and so many factors that will influence how these decisions get made that I don't think anybody can forward a definite guess right now. What I can say, though, is what I said a minute ago. I just want to see. I just want to throw him out there. I just want to see what he does and see if we need to worry about a quarterback next year, right? If we need to package two or three of our eight draft picks as well as our first rounder to move up to, to two or three or one or whatever and grab the dude. 
I just want to see if maybe Sans Matt Rule, Baker's that dude because PJ ain't it. All right. He's just not. Again, like to get a lot of heart. He's just not that dude. Or, and the other factor we haven't even gotten to yet, Zoe, is do they go, let's give Sam Darnold a chance, right? Baker had his chance. It didn't go great. PJ had his chance. Yeah, he got a couple of wins, but it wasn't because of PJ. It was around PJ. Let's bring Sam Darnold back and see what Sammy do. Sammy D can do in that same spot. And how many games back do you give Sam Darnold before you decide to either make him the starter or pull the plug? There's just a lot of factors swirling around right now, Zoe. And the reality is, uh, it's probably going to be two or three games before we really land on a hard answer. I think I think we're going to find out. Will, will they dress three quarterbacks? They didn't uh, last night. Didn't last night. Will they dress three quarterbacks? So if we if we come into a game like against Baltimore, not going to happen because he's already named PJ's starter. That could change. We got. What nine more I, it's days? It's my question right there. Who's the yeah. backup next Sunday? Yeah, who's the who's backup? backup? Sam or Baker? I think you got to go Baker because he's been dressed and active, and you give Sam another week of practice to get caught back up. Right? He just started practicing what a week and a half, two weeks ago. Uh, I mean, I personally would probably dress all three because I want them to know this is an open competition now. Right? This is open competition. Well, they're all three active on the roster, and they made some moves to make sure that they could be. Do you dress all three? Uh, I just. <sighs> I think if you see Sam dressed, he's playing. I don't think you dress him and just have him uh, stand on the sideline. So I think if Sam Darnold dresses, he becomes uh, number two. We will find out. We will find out. I want a package where Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield and P.J. Walker are all out on the field at the same time. No. Don't, Don't. don't do no. that. It could happen. No. It could. On a package with Dante Foreman, Chuba Hubbard, and Blackshear all on the field uh, at the same time. That's more feasible. Give it to me. That, Give it to me. That's more fun, but, uh, you know, you want to throw everybody off, put all three quarterbacks out there. I think it's been done before. Not quite sure who's going to be the receiver in that group. Who do you run out as a receiver? I guess you run. I'm not playing this hypothetical. I never want to see this happen. Oh, I do. Even in my imagination. I want want to see it. So we don't know who the quarterback's going to be. It's going to be great.